Welcome to the Tuesday Review. I'm Nathan, as always, joined by James and Callum in the studio. How are you going, guys? Yeah, all right. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping just to start off, so I'll yeah. throw it over to James. Yeah, so Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year, everybody. Because last week uh, we couldn't uh, make it to the studio, so we just released a bonus episode that Callum and I recorded in December. So technically this is our first real episode of 2023. Um, happy New Year, everyone. Hope you had a great time and a safe time. Um, it's been a you know, crazy few years, I think, yeah. for, mo- for everyone. Um, it's been a very tough year for me. I know personally I've had a lot of troubles and, and this show's had its ups and downs. And yeah, so hopefully this year we can um, yeah, kind of work to make, make it you know, if not better, then at least more enjoyable experience, you know. I think it always starts with, we want to have fun first. And I think if we have fun, yeah. then the audience hopefully has fun. That's the thing, yeah. Uh, hopefully that comes across. If we just talk about things we're passionate about and have a fun time, then hopefully listeners don't mind exactly the format or yeah. or whatever of the show. So uh, yeah, if you've uh, been listening to this show before, you know sometimes things don't go as planned, but we go we roll no. with the we roll with the punches. Yeah, and there's still we're still having those technical difficulties in the studio that we we mentioned a few episodes ago. So yeah, it's all uh still in flux, but I've been, you know I was talking to the boys before we turn on the mics and we were going to sort of implement a couple of things that hopefully the show you know, has some structure to it, but also is loose and fun. Allows us to be flexible. Uh, Yeah, and more flexible. I guess that's the age or battle of this show is loose and flexible versus structured. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also, and and the other thing which we've been talking about on last few episodes is like what the listeners actually want to hear. Are they okay with us kind of just loosey-goosey, you know, whatever? Or do they actually want to hear our analysis of the latest movie or our, you know, talk, us yeah. talk about the weird B movies? And so a couple of weeks ago, um, we put we out a poll. Put yeah. out a poll, one on Twitter, one on Instagram, and one on the Spotify. I was really surprised that we found 5,000 votes just for B movies. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah. what we're saying is this: the this, audience this, has yeah. spoken. The Tuesday <laughs> review is just B, uh, bad B movies from now on. Um, but yeah, so we couldn't do a Facebook poll. I don't know if that's a thing. I think it is. I've seen them. But yeah. I don't know how to do it. I don't know. Yeah. We, we had a good we try at Facebook, yeah, but honestly. That didn't work. It didn't work Um, out. Twitter, we put up the poll, um, but then Twitter went down for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> we got, we did get one result on Twitter. Two results. We got two. Wait a minute. What? Let me check. I wrote it down, but now I'm starting to doubt myself. That's all right. I will just quickly jump on Twitter and have a quick look. Yeah. Let's see. No, we got two on Instagram and yes, one, on one on Twitter. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Drum roll. Well, th- that's the thing. Is it's like I, I, I'm not sure how many listeners we have, but I'm assuming the one or two people who voted aren't, aren't our entire listener base. So, no. it's like this isn't completely representative of like yeah. what people want to hear but yeah the one person who voted in on the twitter poll voted for new so we should say on twitter we put what T- twitter had more of a restrictive poll you could yeah. only select was it like four options or yeah. something like that so, so we had to cut it down so we said like what do you want to hear 
on the show going forward and we put new releases classic movies b movie slash horror slash sci-fi or other and they had to message us because twitter only had four options and the only vote we got was for new releases <laughs> um so it, from now on if there's a new release out that uh we we want to watch we'll watch it and we'll make that a priority yeah on the show yeah um yeah, especially that's not to say we're going to be reviewing every no, new release. No, so that's the thing is, so on the Instagram poll, we put uh, some other options and we had two two votes. One was for new releases and one was for B-movie was, slash horror. So was it two votes or was 50%, 50%? It said 50%, 50%. So it could have been 500 So votes. it could have been like a thousand votes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll assume, we're we're, we're going to we'll play the devil's avocado yeah. and say it was two. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to say we've got two votes because that's... that's And yeah, I don't even know how the Instagram poll works. I, it was, yeah. yeah, it's like in a sto- Instagram story. I don't even know what the fuck story is. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so we got one vote. So for Twitter, we got one vote for new releases. And for Instagram, we got one <laughs> vote for new releases and one vote for B-movie slash horror slash sci-fi. So in saying that, uh, from now on, since at least one or two listeners, uh, you know, want us to focus on new releases, if there's a new movie coming out, we will try to prioritize that. Yeah, uh, with an asterisk, review. a However, movie that we would yes. like to see. However, <laughs> asterisk, it's a movie we're already planning to watch anyway. We'll just talk about it first. Yeah, we're just going to prioritize that. Yeah. So a movie like Glass Onion, which came out in December. We kept putting off talking about it. We were going to yeah. talk about this week, I mean, but some some other stuff has come up. But that's a mo- like that's an example of something we were all going to watch anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And what we would prioritize because that's a new release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're would- not talking about going to see Avatar or Black Panther. No, who cares? Yeah. Those aren't the new releases we're talking about. Hopefully, voted. Yeah. That, Listeners that's not would the know pres- the kinds of yeah. movies that we would be. So doing. when we say, "Oh, you know, we're going to prioritize yeah. new releases," it's something that like comes Oppenheimer. out. <laughs> yeah, Oppenheimer would be a new release when it comes out, and we're obviously going to talk about that regardless of whether people want us to or not. But it's like that's an example of something, um, you know, just new shows and movies and video games that come out. That's that we're going to play or watch anyway. I would say it's also kind of a difficult subject given the landscape of streaming right now mm. with cancellations and everything else. So that's also well, to say, let's be more specific and say it's new movies specifically that will probably would take first yeah, priority because and less so TV that's and a, other stuff that can get cancelled almost, almost well, immediately. That's a good example because on one hand, you've got like Slow Horses, which Nathan and I are both watching and going to talk about on the show. So that's technically our new release. It might not be the biggest show. It might not be the new yeah. Squid Game. But it's like a new release show. So mm. technically we are talking about a new release when yeah. we talk about that. But on the other hand, you've got 1899, which I watched when it came out thinking, oh, oh, one, I like the creators of Dark and I'm going to like this yeah. show. And two, oh, you know, we'll talk about it on the show at some point. I waited for this reason. Yeah. But then you guys didn't end up watching it and now it's been cancelled. So it's just like, well, technically that was a new release and we should have talked about it when it was a new release. But now that we've waited, it's like, well... There's no point. It didn't matter. So it's more about us being strategic with these new releases. And, and it's also... It's all like it's just what we want to watch. Yeah. I wanted to watch yeah. 1899 yeah. straight away. Yeah. 
And that's what you did. And I did. I mean, I've look, I've said on the show previously, I'm more cautious now with watching but, TV streaming because yeah. I well, know they can cancel it, immediately. Movies look, are a safer the, option. The yeah. reason I waited was because I remember when I was watching Dark, I was messaging you about it, and I think you wait, you specifically waited for it yeah. to be finished before you watched it. And I was like, one of the issues I had with Dark was that it, it you know, it was a very complicated TV show. Yeah. So sometimes I'd have to remember oh, who was that guy, and I'd have to look it up mm. to get it. And you didn't have that problem because you watched I it back to it back. All, yeah. And I was like, I'll do. I'll wait for at least two seasons to be available for eighteen ninety nine, yeah. so I can just you know. But yeah, and then here it, we are. It's hard. It's it's hard to decide be, as well because you're kind of like, well, something like Severance. It's like, well, you have to watch it week to week. You got to yeah. get there straight away. I, it's, look, yes, Severance is a show that I will I will take yeah. the risk on, and I have to watch it, it week really, to week. It, it really just depends on the yeah. show or the mood, you know, whatever. But yeah, so we're just saying like, if there is a new release that we did plan to watch anyway. Now that we know there's at least one or two people who like when we talk about quote-unquote new releases, that's something we'll try to talk about rather than, you know, yeah. me go, oh, well, you know, there's no point in talking about it because not enough people watched it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, no, no, it's technically a new release. Yeah. On the other hand, one other person voted for B-movies horror slash horror slash sci-fi. We like that anyway. Which we always <laughs> like. Going, that's not a problem fitting that into Now, because I watch so many movies, it's like... Now, if I have one of those... You can pull it out of the bag. I can... Like, that's something I'll prioritize. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems because because we didn't get that many votes, I think we'll just keep doing the show the way we were doing it, just kind of whatever we're enjoying. Prioritizing certain things, But we'll yeah. prioritize certain things depending on the week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, going forward, it's still the same kind of show. It's just, yeah, we... We're adjusting things. We're adjusting trying to things. adjust for our listener base. I think every week we kind of change things <laughs> behind the scenes and, you know, and then we talk about it on the show. It's like, this is what we're going to do. And then it never really happens, but then it kind of does. It's like, because this, I'm <laughs> still confused as, as to what this show is and who listens. So it's this just. This is the furthest we've ever gone. We made it. We made a poll. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> when fat lot of good, good it did, but um, yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see how this year goes. And <laughs> no one voted on Spotify for the poll. We forgot to know. <laughs> well, it's like, how many Spotify listeners do we have? I, I guess, don't even yeah. know. Again, like, Spotify. I, I thought we had a lot of Spotify listeners because well, I don't I don't have Spotify, Like, but Anch- I thought that's what people well, used to. Anchor statistics, right? Anchor uses Spotify. That's a host. Mm. Um, and they estimate there's about 10 active listeners for every episode. Yeah. And I would probably trust Anchor's metrics over our previous host. Yeah, yeah. Because our but previous still, host it's was pretty like, ghetto. It's still kind of like how how accurate we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. But, yeah, um, live listeners, we could have thousands. They won't tell us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure if we had thousands, at least a few would be. But it, it's it's mostly on us because I, you know, we I've could, been yeah. very clear about it. Like I do not like social media. It's bad for yeah. my mental health. It's bad for most people's mental health. It's bad for the. I mean, can be some good, but mostly it's just bad for the world, and so we. Mostly don't engage. We mostly Look, don't try. Oh, one hundred percent, it is on us. So it's mo- it's yeah. on us. I'm just saying, if you yeah. are out there and listening, like we appreciate, we appreciate you, <laughs> yeah. whether you message or do the poll or not, we appreciate you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. On to our movie discussion for tonight. Yeah. Kicking yeah. off a what? brand new movie review, I guess, in a way. What do you mean, brand new movie review? It's a new release movie you're going to be talking about. Oh, new release. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah You I'm said sorry. a new review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what does that mean? What does that pull, mean? Pulling out a classic review the just Tuesday, to read up the, the Tuesday <laughs> new review. I apologize. Um, the new, the yeah. Newsday review. I apologize. I'm tired. 
<laughs> no, I, I, I just misunderstood. We're re-reviewing a review we did before. All right. So <laughs> actually, I want to do that. Okay. So I, I wish you didn't say that because I've because this one of the reasons I don't like doing this show is because like we'll get in the studio and we'll review a movie and we'll analyze it to death, and then I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should rewatch it before I actually give. A, a solid opinion but it's like I don't have time to rewatch a movie several times before reviewing it once especially if it's just come out and everyone wants to hear about it so I've been thinking I'm like maybe we should go back and re-review some of our older reviews because I'm down we're different people there was some yeah we're, we're different, different people and there's some movies where we're like oh, I love this and then they're like we end the episode turn off the mics I'm like you know what that movie probably wasn't that good we were the just, old Blade Runner 2049 probably yeah yeah. I've always, I still haven't rewatched it because every time I rewatch a bit of it, I'm like, I maybe don't know. we'll make a thing of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, there look, are there we'll are we'll certain have to, movies. We'll have to go back through the catalog, man, and see what movies we actually feel differently about. Yeah. Because there's movies like I remember when we reviewed Life that that Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. and uh, Ryan Reynolds, and it's like we all talk about. It and we're like, yeah, it's a fine movie. We enjoyed it. Go see it. Whatever. But it's like we never watch it again. It's not memorable. Like I don't really That's an care interesting about idea. it. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's we, why. Yeah, yeah, that's sometimes why I don't like reviewing movies is because we're like we have to talk all about them, and I'm like, you know what? How do I actually feel about it after all said yeah, and done? Yeah. And if Once I rewatched it, it yeah. yeah, yeah, that's something interesting to think about. Yeah, the re-review, the re-review, the re-review. Tuesday re-review, re-review. Yeah, yeah, oh, very good. Um, so what are we talking about first? I don't know. About well, the Callum could... and James recently went to see the Fablemans. Yes, by, that's a new release. By Spielberg. Mm. Signor Spielberg. Signor Spielberg. Yeah. So I watched... So the reason I specifically want to talk about this movie uh, on this episode, I mean, of course, it, it's being a new film, um, is I also watched uh, Cinema Paradiso. Yeah. Which is kind of a, in a similar vein. A movie of about movies kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And so James is like, that's a good double feature kind of thing. Um, yeah. Because well, they're in a similar vein. So something I've been doing is... Because I don't, I think we talked about this on there. Um, it's hard to do a best of best movies of 2022 because there's so movies that came, so yeah. many movies that came out that I didn't get a chance to see. Mm. So I don't want to make like a top ten of 2022 if there are movies I'm still catching up on. Yeah. So one thing I've been prioritizing in January is just watching movies from 2022, trying to catch up on. Um, yeah. The the big ones. On the big ones. And so far, like, I think it's going to take me at least a couple of months to sort of catch up to a, to get to a point where I'm like, okay, I think I've seen enough movies that I wanted to see from last year where I can sort of more comfortably say, oh, these are my top 10 of 2022. So maybe in the, you know, in a couple of months, I can do a That'd favorite be, movies yeah. of 2022. But so far, yeah, I'm still catching up. I've got at least 20 to 30 movies that I'm sort of trying to catch up on, plus like another 30 that like I don't prioritize as highly, but I'm like, oh, I should watch them if I'm going to make a list of best movies, you know, just in case yeah. or, you know, of just course. to be thorough. But yeah, so that might be a couple of months. Maybe we could do that. Yeah, that'd be but interesting. But one of the movies that came out in the US in November, I think, or early December, was Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans, which of course in Australia we don't get until like Boxing Day or New Year's Day or whenever it came out here. Um, and I'm like, well, that's one I want to prioritize as a movie I want to watch before I make any list of like best movies or my favorite movies of 2022. So I, I was like, oh, you know, let's go see it. And of course, as we discussed on this show 
or pretty much every week since its inception, is it's a type of movie, because it's not a superhero movie or a, yeah. or a kid's animated movie, it's like it didn't come to our local cinema. And it's not an it's not a weird art house movie. It's not it's a Spielberg it's not un, film. Yeah, it's not unusual in any way. It's a pretty big, you know, decent budget, mainstream ish. You would sort think of drama. Steven, you would think a Steven Spielberg movie would have at least yeah. an honorary showing in every. At season. least, a, yeah, I thought at least it will play for a week or two, you know, here at our local cinema. But yeah, it didn't because, as we discussed on the show, they don't release mostly. Sometimes they do, but mostly they don't release movies like this. Yeah. Anymore. Why? The, dra- the why? drama market's not huge anymore. Yeah. So luckily, it wasn't like a little, like it wasn't a limited release where we had to go in the city or anything. But yeah, we had to go a little bit out of our way to go and see it. Um, and I really liked it. Yeah, I love. It. it was awesome. Yeah. Really, um, it, it it felt a bit long, but it, it so once once an arc started going, that feeling of it being a long film went away. So like I, that's how I felt. It's like mm. each because it's 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 divided into like chapters of of um, uh, Sammy's life. Yeah. So I mean, we should say. I mean, probably listeners know that it's like spoiler alert. He becomes a really great director. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like yeah, it's Steven Spielberg's semi-autobiographical film about like him growing yeah. up loving movies and wanting to make movies and becoming a filmmaker. So. But Co- it's like yeah, co-written by Tony Kushner as well. Yeah, it's fictionalized, so the character isn't called Little Steven Spielberg. It's, it's not Stevie. It's his Sammy. name. Yeah, it's yeah. Sammy. Sammy Fableman, and it's the Fablemans instead of the Spielbergs. But basically, everything that happens in the movie, at some, almost everything happened to Spielberg. It's yeah. very, it's very personal, and um, even though it's fictionalized and compressed yeah. timeline, maybe everything in it ha- pretty much happened to. Spielberg, and this is him, I guess, trying to. It's like the Spielberg origin story. It's like yeah. why, why did he become this great filmmaker? Like where, where was his, um, you know, where did his love for movies come from, and his um, yeah, technical ability come from? But I think what's most interesting about this movie, because there's a lot of movies like movies about movies, movies about how great are movies, movies about filmmakers who are like Hollywood oh. is nothing but self-congratulatory. Yeah, pat yourself. And then there's a few yeah. movies coming out, you know, just in December and January that it's about oh, movies about movies that are going to sweep the Oscars. But I think what I liked about the Fablemans is that it's not just oh, it's a movie about how great movies are. Oh, it's, it's a, yeah, it's it's a movie, movie about yeah, how Spielberg a saw a movie yeah. and then wanted to become a filmmaker. No, it's like, it's about his family life. He, and more importantly, it's about his parents. Yeah. It's basically why is Spielberg the way he is is because of his family and his what happened with his parents. Yeah. And it, I think it works that on that level of like, it's a great family drama. Yeah. Um, It's funny, but it's also very heart-wrenching and emotional. Yeah. And it's not just a pat on the back, aren't movies so great, aren't I a great director? It's like, he's trying to figure out, it's like, why am I, why am I like this way? Like, why do I love so movies so So, the movie so was much? almost therapy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I said to James, I'm like, what was so interesting after we, we were talking about it after we saw it? And I was like, what's so interesting is, even though it is, like James said, it is fiction in, in, in a sense, you can see some of the pain that he went through as a young man, he might yeah. have changed the circumstances slightly, you know, altered things a bit. But you can tell he, he's like, you know, processing From, yeah. emotion through the script and through the direction. Well, like I, I deeply, I pers- deeply personal moments that, you know, would probably... There, there are, like I said... You could only most, display yeah, on most, screen. Like I said, almost everything in the movie is something that actually happened yeah. to Spielberg. So even though it's a fictionalized account, it's basically what happened to him. Yeah. Um, 
And I think I mentioned this a, a few episodes ago. Maybe it might have been a few weeks or months ago. But like, like the whole like you can you can tell like most of Spielberg's movies have daddy issues in them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like this. If you watch this movie, you know why. Yeah. Yeah. But also, it it paints his you know his mother and father in now that he's older and in in his seventies. It's just like now he's finally looking back on it and going like, oh, he he can finally see like the, his the, parents the human as people. Beings behind yeah, it. it's his not parents just aren't just dad. his parents; it's like they're people and they made mistakes and whatever. And his father wasn't the bad guy. And it's not it's not a black and white thing. It's a very complicated well, issue. Famously, isn't he said about the movie that it's the movie he's been waiting for so long to make because yeah. he didn't want to release it while his parents were alive. Yeah, exactly. So I wonder then, how long he's been sitting on this script or a version of well, this script. He's been wanting to make it for a long time. I, I read in the trivia that his sister Anne Spielberg wrote a script in like the late 90s, early 2000s that, that like he wanted to make but never because his parents were still alive at the time and he, he didn't make it. So at least 20 years this has yeah, been wow. brewing. Um and this version is different to that, but I think it paints his parents in a pretty good light. Considering no, but that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. a very mature, honest, take. yeah, honest, and it's like, um, yeah, it's not black and white. Like I said, because when not you're just when you're dealing with the faults of of well, anyone that's not you, but let alone someone as close to you as your parents, mm. it's like if you're going to approach that with honesty, it needs to be raw, but it also needs to be. I maybe that's why he bought Tony Kushner in. To someone to give him well, some Tony, more distance. Tony Kushner has written at least the last couple of his movies, or at least a few of his movies. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first movie where Spielberg is credited as a co-writer. Because usually he doesn't write his movies. He usually gets someone in that he, he trusts. Was, he was also credited on... Was it Poltergeist? We talked about this once, uh, remember? Mm. Oh, yeah. And I was like, hang on. Yeah, yeah that doesn't yeah, yeah. sound right. And then it's like, yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, you're right though. Most of the time he doesn't. Yeah. Um, but I think this one being so personal yeah, that it, him and Tony Kushner... It probably were, helped him a lot. And during, it was during the 2020 lockdown where he's like... Because, you know, he bangs him out. It's like one movie yeah. a year at least. <laughs> and during that time, he's like, he couldn't work and he's driving himself crazy. He's yeah. like, well, if this is the last movie, like the world could end, like cinema, cinemas could go away tomorrow. Yeah, if yeah. this is the last movie I make, what should it be? Yeah. He's like, I've got to keep myself busy. This one, He's like, yeah. I might as well finally write this movie I've been dreading. Yeah. You know. The shark in the water. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and so like, yeah. And so he wrote it with Tony Kushner and like, it's, it's a really good movie. And I think it's, it's well done. I mean, you know, Spielberg, technically, he's a master. Yeah. Um, but I think this movie also illustrates why, one, why he's good technically, like with the technology and the, the camera movements and so on, but also why he's good at pulling the heartstrings and doing the emotional moments. Yeah, that's all Spielberg. I yeah. mean, Tony Spiel- Quil- Is there like- Spielberg cheese? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think but, Kush- but, Kushner's role was probably just to more dis- help Spielberg contextualize things. Yeah, someone outside of the things. family. That's why they didn't use the Anne Spielberg, his sister's script, yeah. because it's like he needed someone outlook yeah. and yeah. an it's outsider too, to look in. It'd be too insular. Yeah. But also, like like I was saying, it's like Spielberg is, is such a great director and he's, has, he's one of you know the biggest and best directors because he has that... Uh, balance of great technical mastery 
and also emotional. Yeah, he understands story. Yeah, and yeah. this movie, like I said, is in a Spielberg origin story because it shows us like why is he like that? Why is he so technically adept and also so emotionally in tuned and how to tell a great story? Yeah, and this movie does a great job of. Um, well, it's showing that, and also being that, it's like yeah. At the same time, he's like, "This is how I got this way." He's also like, "And I'm going to tell it by being an awesome filmmaker." <laughs> yeah, it's so good. What? Well, it starts off really funny. So, I mean, we won't spoil it. Yeah, we'll just without spoiling just, it. Just how vague is it? Just his childhood, or does it go? No, no. It start. It starts in the early fifties when he's about six or seven, and then it flashes forward to when he's about 16, 17, and it ends when he's about eighteen. Okay. So it's I was, like I was wondering if there was going to be that legendary story about as an older man, accomplished filmmaker, he goes back to film no. school and submits Schindler's List as, <laughs> as his like, thesis as film. As his thesis film. <laughs> I'm like, that is amazing. Like, I want to see that on the film as everyone's yeah. just like, all right, Steven, sit down. Thank you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He'd come off as a real jerk. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if you if you. I mean, I'd clap if you got the yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you got if you if you made if you made your career like that and then no, went but imagine back being imagine being some random like film student and then there's this like oh, Spielberg yeah. and he's like here's Schindler's List. <laughs> I'd, I'd be so bitter about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, no one could compete with that. Yeah, no. That's, so it finishes when he's about eighteen. That's fair. yeah. So it's it's yeah. not it's not a, the life of Spielberg. Yeah. It's like young Spielberg, how he got into filmmaking, and then. The journey it took him from beginning to get yeah, into... Yeah, and, and it's, like I said, it's place. not really about that. It's more about his family and yeah. his parents divorcing and, like, how that affected him. And yeah. so, it's about... It's basically, like, early years and then teen years. Yeah. His his life is the vehicle for the family drama. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what makes it a great movie. It's not just let's pat ourselves on the back. It's like, here's a great family story. Yeah. That also happens to be an origin story for one of the great filmmakers of all time. Yeah, I and wasn't able to go with you guys, but I definitely will watch it. Yeah, well, I said, to, oh, yeah, it was so good. I said to Nathan, it's really good see, you know, seeing it on the big screen. I and said, we got to thank you by the man what, himself. Yeah, he, he did an introduction. He personally showed up. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he came, he came in the Sunshine Cinema <laughs> of all places. He's in like the northern suburbs. Yeah, he's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, he, he, they, he did like a video introduction. He's like, you know, thank you for coming to the movies. It was cool. It's really important to support the movies. Um. Yeah, so that was cool. And yeah, it was great to see. That's why I made it a priority. It's like there's so yeah. many movies coming out that I just got to wait for streaming because I don't have the time or the money. But with Fablemans, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and actually make an effort to see this. Um, and yeah, it's a great movie to see on the big screen. And, and you know, he is still such a great filmmaker. Um, and yeah, just the whole, the artistry of it. Um and that's which is even present in the movie is like art versus family. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Do, do you spend your time on your family or do you spend your time on your art? And, you know, art versus commerce, which we've talked about in the studio before. It's how a subject. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's, the movie deals with so many great things and, um, yeah, it's really well done and I really liked it. And I can't wait to see it again. And I said to yeah. Nathan, who hadn't seen it, I'm like, when it comes out in 4K, you got to watch it because yeah. I can't wait to see it again. It's also a really well done period piece. Do we, do we, do we, oh, do we yeah. The, like the, oh. All, the, all the classic cars, yeah. the costume designs. Yeah. It's, it, it looked flawless. It looks fantastic. And it's, you know, nice. Like, it looks like a film. Yeah. That's what I said to Count. You know how we always complain on the show? It's like movies now, they all look, you know, so flat and ugly Digital. and yeah. br- everything's brown and orange and gray and whatever. And it's just like, I miss, you know, 80s movies where even the not big budget ones, it's just like, it looked 
like a movie. Like people had normal skin tones. The movie, the colors were colorful. Now everything's muted and nah, nah, nah. Mm. it's like this movie looked like a real movie. Yeah. Had, you know, great production design, uh, costume design, like Callum said. And also... The score was good too. Score, yeah. And also... John, John Williams, he always delivers. I think this scores. might be his last score, I think he said. Good ones to go out on. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, also, it had a real life monkey. Yeah, I lost it. I said to <laughs> James... We, like, were, we were talking the other week about <laughs> yeah, real we were talking life about this a few episodes in. ago. Because <laughs> I said to James, when, when the, I try not to talk during movies because I'm not Alan. Um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I said to James, like, is that real? And James is like, I think so, yeah. Like, no. Yeah, I was like, and I was like only, only Spielberg. And it's not away. just one shot. It's like multiple shots, multiple scenes of interacting, the monkey interacting with the family. So, what? Yeah. <laughs> so in real life and in the movie, like I said, it's every, yeah. everything that happens in the movie happens to Spielberg. Spielberg's mother bought a monkey because she thought it was funny. And she's like, let's have a pet monkey. So she got this little capuchin little monkey guy. And she's just like, yay, we have a monkey now. So the family has a monkey and it's a real monkey. And we've talked about on this show how I'm sick of CGI animals. They look like crap. And I understand safety and I understand animal rights. But it's just nice to watch a real movie with a real animal like they <laughs> used to do. Remember when Friends, remember in Friends when Ross gets they had a the monkey? monkey? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like, now they don't do that because it's too dangerous and it costs too much and yada, yada, yada. And yeah. it's like, Movies and shows, even the low budget ones, used to have real things in them, and I miss that. Oh, and yeah. so when this happened in the movie, I was like, "Yeah, Spielberg." I wonder, if, I wonder if Spielberg's like, if Kevin Costner can do it, oh yeah, I imagine Yellowstone, no, it, it, I can do it in my movie. God damn it! No, but we talked about it. It's just like real. Yeah, it's like maybe you have to have this pull. Like if yeah. if, if well, you're a if you're even yeah. if you're a well known filmmaker, if you're not Spielberg or Kevin Costner. Maybe you can't. Yeah. Get well, I the... imagine Spielberg. If someone people don't tell Spielberg what he can, can or can't do. Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe they do. They do but... because there are so many movies with that he didn't get to make that he yeah. wanted to make. Which... But I imagine if Spielberg says, "Look, I've you know, I'm ha- I'm assuming he's he handled def- animals before on film." Oh yeah, oh, of, of course. course. Yeah. But yeah, with... you're right. It's like someone with his standing would have, and, and also it wasn't a very, it budget... wasn't a physical role as well. Maybe they take that into consideration. Yeah. And getting the budget for this kind of movie. Like only you know only someone like him could get this kind of budget. Otherwise, it would much be a, a lot smaller, be a much yeah. smaller budget. Oh, but look, I feel like if the monkey's just in being present in the shot and that's enough, it's probably a, no, a no. Mon- he's interacting with Inter- the yeah, but yeah, it's he's not, like it's sitting not on like, his shoulders, eating out of their hands. Yeah, it's not like a like and an it's not a chin. Yeah. yeah, it's like Ross's monkey. Yeah, it's it, like a little yeah. capuchin, capuchin yeah. or whatever that's they're it. called. Yeah. 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 It was also I forgot about the monkey. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is how you, this is how you. Uh, what's the word on like prestige? Yeah, prestige. You know, yeah. Like now, when you watch, cause <laughs> when people when people watch big budget movies now, they think big budget means like Marvel, like yeah. CGI things smashing. And I'm like, when I think of big budget, I think of you know older movies, like when they used to do stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. big budget now is really just considered tactile, like being like they actually having. No. No, no, for us, that's what it means. <laughs> yeah. For most people, yeah, for they most go people to the cinema. Just... If they saw The Fablemans, they think, oh, yeah, boring, you know, boring, yeah. whatever. Where's all the CG? They, they, <laughs> yeah. they probably, some people would probably consider this low budget because it's all real and it's family yeah, drama and houses true. and streets and so on. 
But we watch these, you know, and they watch these big Marvel movies and go, wow, big budget. There's dragons and spaceships yeah. smashing into each other. It's like me, I'm the opposite. Watching yeah. the Fablemans, I'm like, oh, this is yeah. prestige. This is luxury. This is a yeah. real big budget. Yeah, look at that 50s nice. street. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah exactly. Exactly. Look at, look oh, at the, what look seems at, to be look at real. the buttons on Paul Dano's suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look but, at and Look then the and then I watch a Marvel movie. I'm like, oh, they just do that in a green screen and a computer. Yeah, like, yeah that, that's it. Like, I don't care that they cost three hundred million dollars. <laughs> like, also, you can't see it on screen. The old cameras. Oh you know, yeah, the use of the old tech such a delight to watch. Yeah, because he gets a little eight millimeter camera as a kid, and he's using it to yeah, make like, little home do you, movies. Do you reckon they really then, had to hunt for those, or they're part of Stephen's collection? I don't know if they were part of his collection, but I mean, you can find them. Yeah, but it's like it's so like I love this is another cinema producer thing which we'll get to mm. is I love watching people make movies in movies. It's such a meter thing, but there's such joy in the creation of movies, you know, which is what Kevin Smith drained out of Clerks Three. Um, <laughs> that's that's see that's what I'm saying is like when we review Clerks Three, I'm like you can see it's just Kevin Smith working through some stuff on screen. Yeah, but he, as a film, like it's not well made or yeah. well told. This is, so this is, well told. To this is, this is yeah. both. It's like you can see Spielberg yeah. working through his childhood and and you know his his career and his family life and so on. But also, he's such a technical and a master a and an artist that he's such a great filmmaker. Yeah, I love watching the whole scene. Like, I love I love behind the scenes stuff. So, like, there's yeah. there's scenes where you see Steven Spielberg as a as a Boy Scout or whatever making movies, and it's so yeah. cool. It's like, how did he come up with ways to to achieve practical effects no, on a limited yeah, with budget no bu- with no budget and just him and his friends in a eight millimeter camera? So and it's like, you know, he, really creative things. Yeah. How, um, and that you can see, like, that's how he's such a great filmmaker. He's always that's thinking. That's things and, like some of the solutions, I won't spoil it, yeah, but some yeah. of the solutions I can think that's his memory. That, like, you know what I mean? Like, he might have actually can, done those things. That's what I'm saying is, one, yeah. one Spielberg says that everything in the movie happened to him, and oh, I yeah, believe yeah. him. But two, you can tell. Like, yeah, there are yeah. moments, you know, when the when the when his mother is playing the piano and yeah. her... Her fingernails make that yeah, clicking yeah, yeah, yeah. noise. It's yeah. like, you know, that's a memory that's ingrained in his yeah, psyche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, um, you can definitely watch this movie and go, oh, he that happened, that happened, yeah. that happened. But also the handling of film, uh, after watching these two movies back to back, I would be terrible at both being a projectionist oh, I'm and an old school film editor. Don't let me anywhere ter- near yeah. film. No, when 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 I was at uni, we, we shot on, we had a one unit, of, of the semester where we did uh, 16 millimeter film and I was terrified because if you expose it to light it's not, it's gone before it's developed it's gone the whole thing is just bleached so I was ter- like I would run away if when people were like when 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 whoever's doing the camera like the DP or whatever was opening they had to do it in like a bag um, I think you see it in nope Remember when they're changing the magazine in yeah. Nope and he's got in that little yeah. black bag so yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no light gets in? Yeah. They would have to do it in that. And I would just run. <laughs> like, I don't want to be near it because if I accidentally sneeze and this guy moves and whatever, yeah. um, it's like, yeah. I'm not failing the whole class because I was too close to the guy. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff terrifies but these, me. I, I love watching the editing process as well because it's yeah. so fascinating. It's so precise. Yeah, he's got the little editing bay with the little eight millimeter film, and he's like, and he has to cut it with scissors and then look at it through the light and yeah, it's so glue cool. it together. Yeah, it's all awesome. Great. Just so fantastic to watch. Yeah. Like I said, the period and piece. It's these little things which give that, like, like James says, that prestige when you can see it's it's real tech or uh, close to real tech. Yeah, they're actually using things. It looks like it's supposed to look. Yeah, it's and I'm so, I'm someone who if it's if the film is, is actually shot on film or digital, I don't mind as long as it's a good 
film as long as it's a well-told story. So that doesn't matter. But in this case, yeah. it's a movie about a guy who grew up making eight millimeter, sixteen millimeter. Did he shoot? Did he shoot on film? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And that's actually cool. At the end of this, at the end of the credits, you know, and, and it says, you know, shot on film or shot, you know, code has the Kodak logo. It actually said it had Kodak thirty-five mil, sixteen mil, and eight millimeter. So yeah. it's like all three of his, yeah. you know, things that and that are you, that are present in the movie, and you can see, yeah, like when they're using it, and it's great. Great yeah. stuff, um, and also like not to spoil anything, but the meta moments of like, you know, you can it's it's not like wink wink nudge nudge ha 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 meta, but it's like there are moments, especially the last shot of the film, where it's like Spielberg <laughs> Spielberg winking and going like, yeah, see, it's like very there's meta moments where you're like, okay, I get it, yeah, you have to yeah. you have to be a bit on the you know it's a bit on the nose, but but it's not like it's not like characters in the movie saying, "Yeah, no." Isn't this meta? It's like <laughs> it's like through the filmmaking. It's like, oh, there yeah, and there are a couple of bits where a character says, "Oh, yeah. you know, yada yada," and it's just like, "Oh, that's what he's doing right now." Yeah. Yeah. Paul Dano never looks at the camera and goes, "That was a close encounter." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they're not, they're, young, they're not young the, Sammy Winks. So they're not at the beach, and there's someone's like, "Oh, would like to get in that shark's yeah, jaws." There's, there's like a, a, yeah, yeah. a, a fin in the, in the water. A, yeah, he's that's like we're gonna need a bigger boat. Yeah, it's like he's like shoot, he's like shooting his little 16 millimeter movie at the beach, and then he turns, and there's like a shark in the water, and he's like, "Ah, oh, genius!" Yeah. <laughs> he starts writing jaws, even though it's based on a book that he didn't write. Because yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, biopics that are like that. Yeah. But no, that's that's not like that. But there are a few moments where it's like, okay, Spielberg is saying it's being a bit meta here, which is which is great great parts of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we go to a break or? Yeah, we'll, we'll go on yeah. a very quick break and then Callum has some thoughts on Cinema Paradiso. You are back on the Tuesday review talking uh, movies about movies. Uh, yeah, tonight. Yeah. Bit of a um, theme. Bit of a theme. Uh, Callum has also recently seen Cinema Paradiso. Yeah, as part of my ongoing uh, uphill battle to watch more movies. Because, mm. uh, you know, we don't have a collection the size of James, of course. No. Um, but our collection is, I don't know, maybe one tenth the size of James. So it's you, still, got a, you got a good size, though. Yeah, it's a, it's a, we have a big old it's collection. It's not about the size. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's <laughs> it. It's about how you it's view it. It's in the way that you use it. <laughs> it's in the way that you, you view, view it. So I've been watching, I'm still trying to get back into watching films. I, ha- I haven't watched them in a while. It's been a rough few weeks for, you know, work and such. Um but I have a brand new stack, and on this stack of films to watch was one called Cinema Paradiso, which I'd never seen, but mm. heard heard about before. It's a well-regarded film. Yeah. A 1988, I believe, Italian drama yeah. Yeah. Uh, about a young boy who just wants to be around film, basically. Mm. Um, set in World War One era. Uh, one or two? Starts in World War One era Italy. Does it? Yeah. That uh, seems too early. It, well, it starts in 1918, I believe. Oh, okay. Because uh, when he's a, when he when uh, what's the what's the kid's name? Oh my god, I'm blanking now. I'll, oh, I'll, look, the Fablemans is taking up all my bandwidth. Yeah. Um, the uh, main character starts off as a young boy in the in the Salva- tail end. Salvatore. Salvatore, yeah, Toto. Um, in the tail end of the First World War, but then in the second arc, when he is a uh, young man, like an adult. Uh, he ends up having to get... He gets drafted by the army at the tail end of World War Two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. remember that part. Um, 
so it's a, much like the Fa- much like the Fablemans. Actually, this film has a three arc structure where it has him as a young boy, him as but a Fablemans doesn't have the adult section. No, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, it has a uh, him as a you know trying to be around film as a bit of an older man. Except instead of making movies, he's a projectionist. Mm. And then the final arc, of course, is when he returns as a famous director to his uh, hometown, um, Jean Caldo, I believe it's called. Yeah. Um, anyway, this film uh, I had never seen before, but like I said, I've heard all about it. No, it starts in World War Two, Callum. Are you sure? Yeah, I was like, there's no way it, there's, it goes. Because he gets drafted as as an older man. A few years after World War Two, eight year old Salvatore. So what war did uh, what war did the Italians fight in when he was? Maybe he got drafted into the military. In anyway, the, in regardless, the it's a compulsory in, military service. Regardless, yeah, um, yeah, he had to do his military service, but it was after, yeah. Uh, the it starts off when he's a young boy, and I'm not going to spoil the film because it's no. it, it has a very fascinating story. Yeah, it's a great. But, movie. Uh, he falls in love with movies uh, by going to the cinema, much much like Spielberg does in the, at the beginning of the Fablemans. But in in this in this film, it's less about the making of movies and it's more about the. The cinema experience itself. Yeah, so it's more sitting in a dark theater and with watching other the people, giant the peop- vibes of yeah. the community, like the communal feeling that movies bring to people into towns, mm. especially if, if it's like an isolated town. It's not like a big city like Milan or whatever. Mm. It's set in the country town of Giancaldo, I believe it's called. Mm. Um, it's like everyone goes to the movies and it's the same people there every week. They all watch because it's a they didn't they don't have blockbusters like we do now. It's like you get the one film and yeah. then you watch the one film. And it's really interesting look at uh, not only town life, but what movie what movie society was like in small towns in like the twenties and the thirties, mm. and like the the drama, not yeah, kind of drama, like the priest deciding you know you can't watch that, or in the movie theater yeah. and it has to cut stuff out, and they yeah, yeah. they cut the kissing out of the films, and yeah. it's hilarious and yeah, yeah. stuff like that. And like I said, the handling of the film, the um, the projectionist has to yeah, like you the know, actual and then the physical film stock, yeah, yeah. But it's like like much like the Fablemans, it's also a family drama at the same time. The relationship between Toto and his mum. Yeah. Toto and uh, Alf, Al, uh, oh god, I'm, I'm blanking. His friend. Yeah, the uh, the older projectionist. Uh, oh yeah. Alfredo, or is it Alphonse? I can't remember. We um, but uh, it's a really touching. Yeah, Alfredo. Alfredo, yeah, it's a really touching uh, story about a, a boy who doesn't really fit in at home, but he fits in at the cinema. Mm. And it's like he kind of gets taken under the wing of an older projectionist who begrudgingly teaches him the ropes yeah. and how to do it. But then the film changes gears and becomes the story of a young man who's trying to find himself, mm. but also falls in love. And then there's the class structure element with mm. the, the woman in the higher class and he's just a poor projectionist boy yeah uh, and stuff like that and, and you know there's a there's some cool fire effects and stuff you know it's all it's all physical it's made in 88 it's all yeah. physical mm. um and because it's not in english i didn't hate the dubbing which is also a huge bonus there was no dubbing it was, oh, just, it yeah, was like yeah. all like people speaking the words as opposed to yeah, you know when you're watching italian horror movies and it's all jank. yeah yeah, um, yeah it's got that anime vibes like you yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is part of the charm for me. That's why I love that. So what, one thing I did, one <laughs> thing I did laugh at though was how poorly cast the adult version is. The um the older version of Toto. So you have really? yeah, you have the younger version and the that young never adult version. Me. No, I know it's, it's like it works fine because all all three are good actors. So yeah. it's like you can look past it, but but it is, he just looks different. Yeah, completely different skin tone. Because like, <laughs> both the the young boy and the older. 
uh, Toto have like swarthier complexions. Mm. But then you get to the famous director mode yeah. of Toto and it's like a pasty white guy. <laughs> well, maybe it's just rich mode. He's just in rich mode now. That's it. He hasn't left the house in yeah. three um, weeks. <laughs> but I love, one thing I love about this film is I love stories where the hero returns. Mm. So he, he leaves, um, I mean, spoilers, he goes on to become a famous director. Yeah, he leaves his he, little hometown. Yeah, and, and he comes back, back many yeah. years later to try and like, well, he has to revisit the town because of personal circumstances. Mm. But it's it's fascinating to see him try and reconnect with the people he left behind. And those are that that's part of the most interesting part of the film for me. Oh, it's a classic movie. It's a tro- it's it's classic it's, it's classic a movie, but it's a classic trope yeah, of, yeah. of yeah. a story the of hero like returns the hero returns to his, yeah. to and his uh, origins and I do love the I do love the um the trimming of the famous director returning as well, you know, and yeah. it gets extra weight to the scene. So, oh, fancy the, pants has come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, he looks at the old cinema and you're like, oh, my heartstrings. And he's like, yeah. see, now that cinema is the rarity. <laughs> the old oh, cinema. Well, yeah. I see, yeah. No, no just like the old cinema. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, paradiso yeah. in the yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, look, I haven't done this film justice by explaining it. Uh, I, I recommend you go and watch yeah, it. Beautiful it's, sweeping vistas of the Italian it's countryside. One of the, it's one of the classic like foreign films that made it big in English-speaking yeah. territories. Like, it's well, one of the most famous Italian films. It won the Oscar for Best uh, Foreign, foreign film Language yeah. that year. We were talking in Fablemans about how it, 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 Fablemans felt like a real film. Well, this is it, this has the same yeah. thing. It's it was filmed in '88 on location. But when we say that now, it's because most movies don't look like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas but back like, in the '80s, even the dodgy movies, like yeah. at least it was a but real like, movie. Yeah. Breathtaking countryside scenes. Oh, it's beautiful. You know, like bright colors. Ennio Morricone did the score. Oh. Mwah. Mwah. Yeah. Honestly, like the it just looks gorgeous on yeah. Blu-ray. I don't Bell- know. Is, I don't Bellissimo. know. Bellissimo. <laughs> to be fair, we have the fancy Blu-ray, which is probably is there a 4K edition? Yeah. So that's yeah. I was talking to Callum off air. And I said, I, I've seen the movie before, but I bought the 4K when it came out a couple of years ago, I want to say. And I never watched it because the theatrical version of the movie comes comes on the 4K disc and the extended director's cut only comes yeah. on the Blu-ray. I'm like, I bought the 4K so I could watch the extended <laughs> yeah. cut again. Yeah, I watched I'm the extended like, cut. And I just, I never opened it. it and I've seen it before oh, and it's an amazing movie. Yeah. But I, is Arrow or Criterion? I think it's, it's Arrow. Arrow. It's Arrow. Yeah. The, um, but I got that edition 4K yeah. and I was still in the plastic. I'm always looking at it. I'm like, I have to rewatch <laughs> it. But I'm like, yeah. but I have to watch the Blu-ray. I'm like, the whole point is I bought the 4K. Yeah, because there's a big difference between, in this film, there's a huge difference between the theatrical I would say, look, with a movie like this, you yeah. kind of want to watch the long version, Yeah, right? yeah. The, um, the, the theatrical cuts two hours the extended cut is close to three yeah yeah so they cut a lot out of his maturing there's that middle section where he's like you know maturing learning to negotiate the relationships around him I, i'm pretty sure they like cut a bunch of that out yeah, to man. make to, to yeah. compress it for work i guess for theatrical audiences yeah a movie that's only basically it's a character film it's like you yeah. kind of need all that good stuff yeah i mean you that's the it's the I meat of the film yeah. we were, every time we yeah. review a movie we're like oh i wish i had a couple more character scenes and you know yeah because yeah. like i said the family stuff it's it the it's all a vehicle for you know the growth of the character in this instance yes yeah. and so you yeah. need that growth yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I, like I said, I haven't done it justice. Please go no, watch yeah, it. It's, it's, it's a amazing, phenomenal, beautiful film. film. Like if, if you want a if you want a list of the great films, I'm sure Cinema Paradiso is on there somewhere. And oh, I, yeah. my last word on this film is that he return when he returns, he he returns with some really interesting perspective on some of the stuff that happened to him as a young man. Mm. And I was like, it's cool to see a character return, but a return with a kind of like a like a mercy. 
not that's the wrong word like yeah, like a gentleness an understanding an understanding yeah. of like some of the Empathy, stuff that went yeah. on before and yeah, I was like that, they really yeah. that really paid off some of the mm. some of the arcs also I won't spoil it but you know the the monta- when he sees the montage at the end of the movie it's one of the all-time yeah yeah all- yeah, the, yeah one of the all-time oh, honestly great I got a bit misty moments. yeah no it is one of the all-time great cinema moments yeah 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 and you just see the tear yeah fantastic Fantastic. I see, I'm getting chills. Yeah. That's just because it's really cold in here at the moment. No, no, it's also because we've got the yeah. air, air, aircon on blast. Because <laughs> it's hot out. It's still stuffy. No, but um, yeah, some like cinema parody, so it's a classic. Yeah. I've watched it once and like... Yeah. It's a great, great movie. But, um, yes. I think I watched I watched on streaming this. I haven't, I haven't watched the Arrow Blu-ray. Uh, so I need to re-watch it with the, the extended The version. transfer? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Even, yeah, even just the Blu-ray will be much better than yeah. streaming and... Well, look, usually it, that's a you know different conversation with the sort of you get your standard Blu-rays released by the studios versus your... Oh, your Arrow's nice also a boutique, boutique, la- boutique label boutique, who does yeah. the restoration, you know, original camera negative, yeah, beautiful. You, when you get a nice boutique Blu-ray, it's probably going to look quite yeah, nice. Yeah, better than just when they... Yeah, just, just the, cra- when, the whatever, whatever studio, studio release, craps yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No special features, no <laughs> subtitles. It's like, <laughs> no menu, it just plays. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes that's a benefit. I don't mind. If you get the first oh, yes. before. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah, yeah like, would you steal a car? I mean, I would. <laughs> it's like, well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind it if it costs $8, but sometimes you get these really stripped back Blu rays and like, that'll be $35. Yeah. I'm like, especially, oh. especially if you have to import it and you're like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what else have we got? What else have we got? We're watching as well, far as TV goes. Should we? Should we? Uh, do, do you want to talk about any movies, Nathan? Or I haven't seen too much. We're going to talk about what I've seen hopefully next, next week. Next week, yeah. 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 Did you guys watch White Noise? The new no, Bond I haven't movie? yet. No, I haven't. I haven't because I didn't think we'd be talking about it this week. I yeah. haven't watched it yet. Oh, we'll talk I watched, about it another time. I, I watched. Just, it's a good movie. I like. I watched like the first it's ten weird. minutes, and I'm like, I like it. I'm not going to be talking. about it. I want to watch it and give it. It's. I want to watch it, it closer to when we're going to talk. Yeah, about yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I just yeah, like I said, I'm like I just it's kind of hard to do this show sometimes because yeah. like, oh, we don't want to watch something when it comes out because we were going to yeah. review it later. And it's like yeah. that one, I was like, I'm just going to watch it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, different. Look, I'm a big Noah Bombback fan. I'm a Bomb... I was, yeah. I'm a, oh, there's thing we're all Bombback stands. Yeah. Yeah. We're all Bomb... We're bomb fans bomb bomb back bomb back fans yeah bomb backers yeah Yeah, we're bomb backers (laughs) yeah but it's very it's different from his other movies but it's still it's still good oh look him and adam driver i'm there yeah Yeah. that's more do you want greta girl i I reckon is that we've done enough yeah are we happy i'm happy we all happy you got any games to talk about or anything well i I got games um I got TV shows, but maybe we'll. I I finished Chainsaw Man, the anime, was the good? first season. Yeah, I liked it. There's um, uh, you know, parts of it where I really didn't like. I'm like, this is getting to really creepy pedo mm. Japanese that's uh, weirdo the, stuff. That's, that the, I don't the, like. that's anime, the source material. The, yeah. the anime curse. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm gonna turn this off, and then something crazy cool would happen. I'm like, oh yeah, I really. So yeah, it was interesting. But I think we'll talk about when you guys watch it because Callum and Alum are really big fans of the manga yeah and so that's why i watched the anime because i'm like oh yeah we gotta watch it um so i got all hyped for it so i watch it week to week as it came out in japanese and i was like oh maybe i should wait till the english dub comes out well, and apparently just the english binge it all really at once good. yeah i was like i'll just wait for that and binge it all at once but then i got invested and i got a few episodes in i'm like now i have to finish it but maybe when the english dub comes out and you guys watch it um i'll re-watch it um yeah i'll skip the cringe scenes <laughs> Um, <laughs> as is, as you as leave Deji alone. Yeah. 
Um, we'll talk about slow horses next week. Yes. All right. Yeah. And the one other thing I'll talk about is um, Nicholas Winding Refn's new TV show yeah, on Netflix that. That came out. That didn't get a lot of advertising. I no. just sort of stumbled across it. Yeah. They just dumped it. Um, Again, and uh, it, that's understandable because it's limited, not like... Or is it... Well, as far as I understand, it's the first season of potentially an ongoing oh, show. But I feel, I feel the as we know with Netflix, they cancel things willy-nilly. Even 1899, which should... they? I mean, it was from the creators of Dark who they knew they had a three-season story arc. Why did they greenlight it? This is where I get torn because I love Nicholas Winding Refn. Yeah. But I also don't want to watch That's, it and get invested and then it get cancelled. Exactly. But I'm like... You know, I've talked about on the show before. I'm a I'm a Nicholas Winding Refn uh, simp. I'll watch everything he does. I love it. So I was like, day one, I'm like, gonna binge good? this, even it gets even if it gets cancelled. It's not as good as his previous show on Amazon. Too old, old to die. Too, too old, too old to, to die. Too young. old to die yeah. young. That was way better, and that got cancelled. And I understand why it's weird, <laughs> and no one watched it. And this I was one, trying to explain the show to my dad. I'm just like, there's like 10 minute sequences of just a guy oh, yeah. standing around having a cigarette. Yeah. And I'm and here it's amazing. Yeah, it's the yeah. best. And there's yeah. like 90 and minute episodes. But I'm trying to explain, I'm like, that's a good thing. And yeah. my mum's like, it sounds boring. I'm like, oh yeah. No but way. It's, it's like 90 minute <laughs> yeah. episodes where half of it is just people standing around like looking at each other and smoking. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So he, now he's done this show on Netflix called Copenhagen Cowboy. And it's got some vibes from of his previous works and some vibes from Too Old to Die Young. I don't know, but I suspect there are maybe some small ideas from um, the the second season of Too Old to Die Young, which they didn't get to do because it got cancelled after the first season, that he's put into this Copenhagen Cowboy show. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean... (sighs) I'm a simp, so I loved it. But yeah, I, I don't think it was as good as Too Old to Die Young. And I think it's a bit rocky here or there. But it's only six episodes and it's oh, mostly vibes, I'll, you know, synth music and neon. Oh, which look, I'm if it's only for. six episodes, I'll probably watch you it. You could probably, yeah. I don't know, again, I don't know why Netflix even greenlit it because they cancel everything, even their big shows. So it's like, why even bother? They're, there's no way they're going to give a season two. Yeah. But they uh, so far, I don't think they've announced if they've cancelled it or renewed it yet. So, yeah. I mean, I'll watch it into... Um, yeah, if, if it exists. I did, yeah, I did notice that watching it, though, because a lot of it's very dark and a lot of it's very neon kind of reds and blues. And, so, it'll look good on the OLEDs. Yeah, but I did notice that the streaming quality for Netflix has gone down over the mm. last year. And I don't know if that's just me or... I think it's also because of the dark scenes. I think yeah. if it's dark, Netflix just can't handle it. If it's bright, it looks fantastic. Well, the gla- I watched Glass Onion uh, Glass o- yesterday. Yeah, Glass Onion looked good. Glass Onion looked superb. Yeah, Glass Onion looked pretty, but that's a very bright movie. I think yeah. so. I think it's got to do with the darkness. Yeah, Maybe ne- their compression Netflix, technology. Yeah, Netflix has I don't their own think special compression algorithms. Yeah, and it's like smart delivery kind of picture quality. I don't right? think it's my internet or my no, TV. It be, no, no, no. It wouldn't be. Netflix has their own system where they have their own like delivery mechanism, where it's like mm. it will dynamically. Um, it will give you the target resolution at a lower bit rate. Yeah. Or at a, they call it something like the same quality at a lower bit rate, which is just horseshit. Yeah. Um, 
but essentially, yeah, dark scenes would most likely look worse when bright scenes look great. Mm. Like that's just how. But I just feel like it, it was. Ne- I mean, yeah, it, it's always maybe been a bit of a problem, but I feel like over the last year, it's like gotten yeah. worse for. Well, certain- I know they took a massive hit over COVID because they legally had to <laughs> reduce their bandwidth or something. Yeah. Because of Madonna. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. yeah maybe they yeah i don't know but yeah um, i was just watching it and being like uh yeah it looks kind of crunchy I'll, sometimes i'll watch it and i'll let you know what the things but then again you know i don't know that, but knows? that's the thing is like it could it could be our internet it could just be it, it'll probably just it probably just get cancelled and i'm like but and i'm also someone who's like yeah what's the point of watching something if it's just going to get cancelled but also it's like you kind of deprive yourself of watching yeah. a good show yeah yeah yeah. yeah. also want to support nicholas but I, and yeah also like i said i'll watch anything he does but and and it, yeah it's just like it's hard to know what's going to what because netflix i don't think they know what they're doing so well, it's, it's, not hard, anymore. it's hard to figure out it's like well what at, should i watch what shouldn't i watch at one point they were fine and then yeah. now they're suddenly they're not fine no at all. yeah and especially with all the other streaming services doing weird stuff or it's like apple, you know apple kind of upping their game it's just like what what I are we doing here well why am i wasting my time all with- the all the talent in this area because <laughs> you the steady hands will say mm. Seem to be going to Apple and possibly like Paramount hasn't really cancelled that many shows. At least the Paramount Plus shows, They're their own streaming shows. Yeah, but how? Um, yeah, but then again, how many they, how many shows? There's not that, shows but that's, do they have? Not that many. Yeah. that's the point. It's really just the Taylor Sheridan show mm. at this at this point. Um, and Yellow Jackets, we talked and about. Jackets. And a couple, maybe a couple others. Yeah, but Star yeah, Trek's no. maybe I Star don't know. Trek's, but it's just yeah, like they're all crumbling. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird time. I mean, I know for the last like five years we've been talking about look at the streaming walls and what's going on, but the yeah, last all year, imploding. the last year <laughs> yeah. or so is like yeah. what the hell is it's going? It's no on? longer a war anymore when they're killing themselves. Yeah, it's <laughs> <a> <laughs> streaming yeah. genocide. Stream, yeah, the streaming suicides. Yeah, because it's <laughs> HBO's just straight up stripping content, just, just deleting stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's disgusting. Netflix is cancelling everything. Cancelling, yeah. Apple's sitting there quietly. <laughs> yeah, we're taking over. Taking Ooh. over. That's it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please like and share the Tuesday Review Facebook page. Tell your friends. Yeah. Um, More of you, please vote on the polls if we do more polls. <laughs> well, if we do more polls, yeah. Or just, yeah, like like, like we Let always us know say, message us at Tuesday Review AU on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at thetuesdayreview at outlook.com. And yeah, just anything you want to say, uh, if if you have a suggestion or if there's something you'd like us to focus on. But otherwise, like we said, we're just going to do stuff that we want to watch and try to have fun. And yeah. But if you give us some direction, we can try to accommodate that when, yeah. when we can. Because that'll help us, you know, that'll help me, especially, you know, if I have a list of 10 movies, I don't want to list them all on the show. And if someone says, well, I'll talk Pair about the B movies, the B. Yeah. then I'll go, okay, well, I'll pick out the B movie that I watched. And, and yeah, it's just chopping more. That's it. Every He watches it <laughs> all the time. More, chopping more. Hell yeah. That's it, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Adios, cousins. <laughs>